Good afternoon, fellow Gooners. Welcome to another episode of Canon Talk. I'm this morning, of course, as usual, Aiden. How's it, guys? Hope everybody's doing everywhere well. Um, let's go Arsenal take on Crystal Palace. You know, tough game. All the marbles would say it's on the line, since, especially since Spurs, you know, got the points and, you know, United dropping points. There was opportunity. And Chelsea also, not, let's not forget, losing as well. So, you know, I had my eye, I don't know how you felt, but I had my eye on that third spot thinking, you know, a win against Palace, two points behind third spot. Yeah, I mean, look, leading up to the match, and I mean, as our listeners also heard um, mm-hmm. last week, um, my confidence going into the game was, you know, 100%. And then, I think within an hour or two of kickoff, when the news came out about Kieran Tierney uh, being out injured with some sort of knee injury, look, of course, up till then, we didn't also know the extent of the injury. And then, I mean, my, for me, I mean, like being straight now, I mean, I went down from my confidence level 100% to about 25%. And I mean, I think what made it also worse <laughs> when they cross over like live to Palace as both teams come out, and you hear that that song Gladle over <laughs> starts rocking. <laughs> My stuff are gonna be on the journey because I mean, you you know what you always say about that, you know, back in the day with that, that, that team we played, I think it was from Belgium or Holland. Where, oh, Stanley Lees. Stanley the stadium was like rocking, and I mean, I mean, because I remember that, like when they were showing the teams lined up. Um, one of the cameras is probably set up on that that sort of pylons, and that camera is like bouncing the way this like with the, with the Palace fans were you know jumping around for that song, and you know like waiting on the players. And I thought to myself, oh god, we're probably going to have issues here. And I mean, look, the game kicks off. Um, I mean, the Eagles are really you know quick out of the blocks, and I mean quick on the attack as well. And you know when when I already saw the, the sort of attack, you know the, the almost like a sort of wave of the Spanish attack. It was under worrying me. And I mean, the, the first big chance comes through when Tariq Mitchell ends up angling across to um, Gallagher. He ends up firing a close range, but I mean, over the bar. And I mean, early warning says for Arsenal. My biggest issue was the way Arsenal started. And, you know, yeah. Arsenal's kind of been a, come, a team this season that, you know, if they start poorly, you know, they or they start, like, especially against a team like Palace now. A team like yeah. Palace, you can't give them a head of steam, especially with... Um, the crowd can get on your back. And if you don't shut that crowd down up early, you can be in for a, a big for a struggle. But as I was saying, you know, Ar- you can almost gauge with Arsenal in that first 10 minutes almost, you know, what type of Arsenal is going to come up on the day. I mean, most of the time they do show up, but there's a time when they just, you know, you feel uh, it could be a tough day at the office. Yeah, I think that's the other end Arsenal um, going the attack, third minute. Like I said, ends up feeding Smith Rowe, who almost like can't really get the ball into his stride because I don't know if, like I said, under hit the ball a bit too much. And of course, uh, Smith Rowe ends up getting his feet almost like all knotted up. So I mean, that chance goes big. Um, then, six minutes, the game has, you know, for real fast pace to it. I mean, both teams going for each other. But I mean, you can see um, with regards to the Palace, they almost like playing that. You know, it's almost like millisecond faster than we are, you know, getting the ball around the pitch. Then 15 minutes, Ben White ends up giving a, a cheap free kick. I mean, I, I, sometimes I, I, I can't comprehend how these guys, which are professionals. I mean, that being said, I mean, I've also watched now, <coughs> excuse me, the past week now with the Champions League fixtures. When you watch some of these real good defenders 
when they're almost like getting their hands all over the play, and I'm thinking to myself, look, it's, it's just for that guy to drop to, to the deck, and you're going to be giving away like a cheap free kick, because even though you're not having that the intent of, of, of holding the player down, just that, put your hands, um, and I mean, uh, there was also a moment, I think it was like early in the game, also like somewhat later, where Lacazette with two hands shoves the guy in the back, and I'm thinking, I mean, the ref was right there, you can't get away with it, so why do it? But I mean, the, back to the match, he ends up giving the Ben White gives a free kick away. The ball then gets flung into the box by um, Gallagher again. Of course, Gabriel ends up missing the whole flight of the ball. I don't know what, I mean, I think look, there was talk of him being a dad or whatever, his girlfriend giving birth a few days before, a few <laughs> yeah, days before. But I mean, he ends up missing the flight of the ball completely. And I mean, Nuno Tavares was in for Kieran Tierney. He almost like gets bullied by Anderson on the back post. And I mean, the ball ends up just getting, I think, bundled over, like with, with uh, Anderson's shoulder. And it goes straight to, um, what's it, Mateta? Yeah. The palace forward. And I mean, he ends up just glancing the ball past uh, Ramsdale and they won all up. Yeah. And, and, you know, that crowd even started rocking the stadium even more so. And, you know, silly goal to give away. And Arsenal were, as I would say, in sixes and sevens. Yeah. And I mean, for me, like, you know, it leads me to the next point where, you know, Arsenal looked totally asleep at everything. Like, not only slow at everything, but, you know, getting the ball around the pitch was slow. Uh, also, like, I was actually shocked at the sort of passing that they were trying. I mean, at one point in the second minute, Gabriel ends up under-eating a back pass to, to Ramsdale. I mean, and luckily Ramsdale was kind of alert to the situation and he ends up, you know, cleaning up uh, Gabriel's mess. Then 24th minute, uh, Anderson, uh, what was it? Oh, yeah, sorry, that actually to the, the whole uh, reverse pass where he plays. I mean, he's coming from deep, plays the reverse pass. And I mean, we know how often do you see a, a centre-back playing a reverse pass? And I mean, that reverse pass ends up taking out Gabriel, tries to launch himself at the ball instead of staying on his feet and kind of getting in the way of the, uh, the crossfield pass. And I mean, uh, Tavares is totally fast asleep on the, uh, the left-back side. In that moment that he's like asleep, Jordan Ayu ends up just nicking the ball past him. Almost like steadies him, even has the time to steady himself, and then he, he just unleashes a shot past Ramsdale, 2 no Palace. Yeah, yeah. I, I was sitting and, and thinking to myself, that's probably the worst bunch of football I've seen Arsenal play in a very, very long time. And I, I just felt that, you know, we haven't got started. Like yeah. a Z wasn't. You know, doing anything up front, it's like, it yeah. was a mess. It was honestly a mess. That's what I could call Nicola. Yeah. Then four four minutes later, Arsenal finally, you know, decided to attack again. Um, Saka ends up moving across into the box. And I mean, like I said, it's almost like he's got no sense of awareness like where he is. Because as a, I mean, it was a good cross from Saka, but I mean, he ends up just doing a, a header and I, I mean, it just blazes over the bar and I'm thinking to myself, all he had to do is just like a slight flick on because, I mean, I think there were two bodies in the box. Could have caused confusion in the Palace uh, penalty area, but, I mean, he ends up just going all or nothing and it goes over the ball. I, I was calling for a corner, actually, at first when I watched the replay and uh, I just shook my head because, like you said, he doesn't have that presence in the box where, yeah. you know, another and maybe another... I mean, if you look at Ben Zima, I don't know if you, if you yeah, or the yeah, listeners watch the game. I'm not saying that type of header, but, I mean... You know, anything in the box, he, he made sure that he, he buries it. Yeah. 
Because, I mean, you, you saw, like, uh, like uh, one was, like, full power. One was, like, a, what I would call a skillful header. Yeah. So, that guy knows how to exact, you know, like, pain on the opponent with, with these sort of headers. And I mean, that, that's how I was saying. I mean, look, we've been hopping on it on the podcast as well. We It comes down to also with headers. Like, we, we need somebody that adds, you know, that sort of body into the box and then can cause chaos against the opponent. But we don't have that right now because every time the ball gets flung in, there's no one there. So, I mean, like my take on that, especially the first half, as we now wound down to the second, to halftime, Arsenal were like, you know, getting smothered by Palace. I mean, you can see Odegaard was losing total focus in the match. I mean, every time he thought, you know, for every, say, two or three touches, he was taking Palace with nicking the ball off in one. You know, yeah, and, and Gallagher was also on top of us, eh? Yeah, Gallagher yeah. was chasing and slowed. And, you know, I, I just, what you said in the podcast was ringing in my head, you know. Yeah, this guy could fit in the Arsenal side. Where do you try to push him out wide, you know, or in the middle of, or even as a false number nine, you have somebody that's, that's not scared to get stuck in. Yeah, and I mean, he's got, again, that's what you say, it's like he's got all that sort of, you know, abilities that you want in a player, especially a midfield player, because I mean, he's got the lung power, because I mean, he was running like at even So, and I mean, then of course, you got also Thomas Part, he was terrible as well. I mean, look, we've give credit when credit's due, but also the person must also be down the line when it comes to if you're having a bad day at the office, you're having a serious bad day. Because, I mean, he, he was only like, getting people into trouble constantly with his under-heat passes. I mean, at times, even Jacques had to bail him out a few times. He was also to, like, some of our guys were having to take heavy tackles because his, ta- his passes weren't coming on to them. And, and it's, like, it's like you said, it's, it's it's one thing, you know, one player having a bad day at the office, but with four or five players having a bad day at the office, I mean, everybody was shocking. I mean, you look at the back line, Tavares, I mean, Gabriel, Ben White wasn't his, you know, fluent best party, as you mentioned, Odegaard, Lacazette, you know, what, what, that was half your team. And I mean, if we think, let's <laughs> say somebody like me or whatever that wanted, Cedric out of the door, and I mean, he's the one that's all, like trying to just put all that, that, that all that, that fibers of that team together. Because I mean, Cedric was playing a decent game because I mean, yes. he was kind of stalling the attacks. And but I mean, you could see at times he was also getting annoyed because he's holding up people, but they're either doubling up on him or when they are spreading the play, then he's like, like the only man there at the back to to, to bail us out. And this shows the importance of having a, I would say, deep squad. I mean, you know. Cedric yeah. wasn't our first choice, but if you look at um, if you look at you know how he's playing, you know you wouldn't say he's a fish out of water. But yeah. I mean, if you look at Tavares and you know, albeit the guy's young, he hasn't played in a while. You know, Cedric also didn't play in a while until he got thrown in. But yeah. if you look at the difference, you know, Tierney gone, you're feeling it quite hard. So like, it was a very tough first half to watch it. You know, you thought to yourself it can't get worse from here. Yeah. But, you know, like, with regards to Tavares, I mean, look, look, we like him. I mean, we already said up front, and it's not like, you know, like a light, light switch, you have a total dislike for the player. But I think at times there's certain things where, I mean, I don't know how it was when you used to play football also, but it's almost like when he's making errors, it's always this, the side when, you know, where Arteta is. So, like, look at the Forest game. He was on the touchline right where Arteta was. So, Arteta's like... Picking up every sort of error that he's making, and that, and I, you could see it from like, you know, somebody's watching over his shoulder and he's, you know, mucking up. Then you take that game at at, at um, Salas Park, and you've got a take again on that side, and 
watching every, you know, and that, especially now with the first half now, we Arteta's watching every move and error he's making. And I think that just causes, and when you take also that, that, that thing where, look, he, look, he's natural gamers, almost like that, you know, Portuguese, Brazilian style, you know, that when they get forward, the left back gets forward. Yeah. He wants to bomb forward and even have a potter. There was a moment also where you could see, almost like that, that sort of stresses he's having where, he goes forward and you can see he can have a, a pot shot if needed. But you can see it's probably also where they talk to him of, you know, don't just take random shots. And that is when you end up getting also caught up in a position with a ball where he ends up, you know, not knowing whether to pass or shoot. And he, the, one of the Palace players took the ball off him. Yeah, I know. It was, it was bad. It was, I don't think it helped that everybody else was having a bad game around him <laughs> because it just showed his bad game out even worse. Yeah. So we go on to the second half. Um, Arsenal came out with a second half substitution. I mean, of course, I think we all, like, you know, even the listeners on show picked us up that that would not be the first uh, substitution uh, with Martinelli coming on, uh, Tavares going off. Um, then for the 48th minute, Lacazette goes down to, like, I mean, for what was uh, supposedly a penalty. But I mean, I think something about his game, uh, I, I just, I mean, that also like a few minutes later, Saka goes down as well. And it's almost like they go down, like, you know, too obvious, too easy. Like, yeah. you know, you can already see they're just waiting for that, that little tip on the leg or whatever to fall over. I mean, I, I know that, that, that um, Zaha is also like that of Palace. But I mean, I just think sometimes you almost like the refs do pick it up. And I mean, especially with us, where we always, you know, feeling hard done by it. This is also not doing us any favors when you go down that easy. 100% agree with you. Yeah, so. Uh, 54th minute, Anderson ends up striking a free kick, which uh, Ramsdale yeah. completely saves. Oh, uh, I in my mouth at that. But, uh, and it looked like it, it had that ball just flying into the score. It was on target, so my, I panicked a bit there. Then, I mean, this came to the point where I was on to lose my shit because, I mean, I'm not getting also <laughs> for a goal. Because 62nd minute, Smith Rowe ends up, uh, you know, after great work from Martinelli and Lacazette, uh, Smith Rowe ends up getting the ball, and I mean, I'm not expecting, you know, let, you know, really leather this thing into the net, and I mean, he ends up eating a time shot straight at uh, Goita, and I mean, I'm thinking to myself, look, you've got it, it's already chances are few and far between, so I mean, at least pick a spot, you can't come try to kick the ball through the, the keeper. Yeah, I know, it was, um, it was, I, I was, I, I was lost for words, actually, because yeah. I thought that was going to be, you know, 2-1, and like you mentioned yeah. to me, you know, over over chat um, at halftime, it's like, oh, Arsenal, it is that one goal, and suddenly that Crystal Palace legs will start feeling heavy. Because, yeah. I mean, you know, that was a golden opportunity to make it 2-1, and then, you know, not too long after that, Odegaard yeah. also had an opportunity, which could have made it 2-2. I mean, game on, and Palace's legs, you know, the crowd maybe turn on them, anxiousness. But, you know, you, uh, I, I, I think... Arsenal are missing a type of opportunist or finisher that, you know, you give Mo Salah one of those opportunities, it's 2-1 Liverpool, you know, 2-1. Yeah. And 2-2, two, two, or, you, or you look at, you know, Harry Kane or something like that. Arsenal missed a proper finisher. And, you know, that that's thing Odegaard misses. I mean, we're depending now too much on our, on our, on our midfield. I mean, you have mentioned, you know, Arsenal a few seasons back or even last season, there's no goals coming from midfield. So what happens now when they find an opportunity? Goals are coming from midfield so much so that if our midfield don't score, we don't score. I mean, 
two glorious opportunities missed, and yeah, it could have been two two. I mean, I thought the Smith Road chance was going to drive me up the wall. I think the the one of Odegaard drove me probably grey again because <laughs> I mean, it was in the, leading up to it. Also, Niketia can end up coming on for Cedric Arsenal, who was you know totally alter the the formation, not formation really, but the, like you know the, the manpower and the squad. Um, Niketia ends up teeing up Odegaard, and I mean, it was like a perfect setup. All he did was again just place it, and I mean he totally fluffs the chance, and I'm thinking to myself. You know, guys, <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. That, I think that was probably maybe, what was it, 67 minutes? That was probably the time when I actually thought we're not going to score. I mean, the game can run probably another hour or two hours, we're not going to score. Because if you're already messing up chances like that and fluffing up like that, uh, you know, you're almost like setting yourself up. And then, say, the second minute, Palace on a counter attack has injured uh, Thomas Party, ends up getting caught in possession. Um, and he was also on the yellow card. So, I mean, he also did not know, you know, take another one. Um, Zaha ends up racing into the box. As he checks back, I mean, Odegaard pulls a full Old Trafford again on us. And I mean, yeah. Zaha, I mean, you can see there's no denying it. He ends up clipping uh, Zaha's ankle, and I mean, the ref gives a straight penalty. Uh, Zaha steps up, and it's 3 0 Palace. Well, it was quite the frustrating game. And, you know, you, you, and like all, all, all hope of coming back for me when they made it. You know, three nil. It was over for me. Yeah. Like I, I didn't feel that we could come back at all. And I just, I don't know. You know, look, we've now got lost games and that, and it's, you, you, you kind of process it better. Like, like say when we lost to to Palace and that, or even even that that game with Everton, it was like a few days. But for me, this one, this Palace, this Palace defeat, I, I think it's more like it's more on the line now. Yes. And, yes, and yes, you feel that, that that sort of. You know that, that sort of pressure building, even in your like your stomach and that because you know yeah. now you you almost like you you can't see the the, the finishing line in the distance and you you kind of screwing it up on the way you know to get there. The seventy fourth minute, uh, Blokonga ends up coming on for Thomas Party. Uh, I mean for me with Party it also looked quite bad with his uh, you know all these time. And, um, then seventy ninth minute, Geta denies Saka you know just before Smith Rowe, you know and he's shot now blocked. By the by, um, what's it? That's one seat back of his account. Pronounce his name as well. No, I, I know you're talking about it. Cleared it off the line. He's still <laughs> celebrated after that. You know, I, I just wouldn't know his name. Then 84th minute, Nketiah ends up beating Greta, but not the post. I mean, that was a fantastic shot. Great yeah. power. And I mean, it, it, we didn't see many of those type of shots throughout the game. I think that would have also tested that keeper a bit more than what we were actually doing with that. You know, the first 11 that started. Then 87th minute, Jaka in times, one of his long-distance shots. But, I mean, the keeper ends up saving easily. And, I mean, end up, you know, like full-time, we lose against 3-0. Uh, you know, real, real bad day. Um, you know, for me, terrible performance. Uh, for me, I also find the international break was at fault. Because, I mean, for me, with, with, with regards to the TNE injury, I mean, uh, what really upset me was, look, until things can be organised right for Scotland, they can't play Ukraine yet because, I mean, like, with all the turmoil and everything. But I just thought to myself, look, Scotland had, had two friendlies. And, I mean, you can't really say it was in in lieu of, of you know, playing Ukraine because that's probably still on ice now for a good few months. And yet they let TNE play two 90-minute matches. In, and, I mean, I honestly find that a meaning, uh, like, you know, two meaningless games. And, and yeah, the- I know. That, that, that was an, an interesting, like, you know, you 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 can't like 
obviously you say you go and tell someone to be sick, but in those situations, like you know, you, you tell like you, you, as an arson, you speak to TNE and maybe the the like you know they they board as well. I mean, or FA type of thing where you know you. You, you, there's no reason for him, for him to play. I mean, yeah. you know, we're in a, we're in a crucial game, a crucial time. Now, and like you mentioned, you know, the nerves are there at the moment for me as 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 a, as a gooner, you know, watching this and, and knowing that, you know, Spurs are rubbing their hands together because they have the easier running at the moment. You know, we, yeah. we, 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 we like, you know, we're going to touch on the Brighton game um, that's going to come up. But, you know, after that, it's, that we take on Southampton and I think Chelsea and then United and then West Ham. I mean, those are all games you could easily walk away with zero points. No, but I mean, okay, I know that this is not your take on this, but I mean, I look out I try to watch as many of the matches as I can. And, and for me, what I've noticed with especially some a team like Tottenham, you know, when it goes well, it goes, you know, you know, bloody well for them. But it's like when when things, you know, when their boat gets rocked, they really, you know, they really stumble about. And my take is just yes. I mean, of course, it's frustrating. I mean, it, it bothered me, you know, deep in like you know the next or the last few days, even at the old Paris defeat, and also that with Spurs coming off a five-one win over Newcastle, where you just thought there was absolutely no fight by the Magpies to you know do or get anything out of that game. But that being said. I still think, look, we still have now game in hand. I'm, look, I, I, I hate hopping on it, but we still got a game in hand. So it's almost like we've got now a sort of kick up the backside that Palace gave us. And I just think it was a, we need to be a bit more ruthless, you know, with, with sort of finishing with it. Because I think in many instances, and I'm not talking of, you know, through those bad pattern, like, you know, knee-jerk reaction type of thing. But even in that games where we're winning, Say one all these day there's certain games where we've won one or we should have been winning like three or four or five no if we'd now yeah. what you said now uh, earlier in the podcast having a, a real finish something that's a real lethal and I mean that goes through also with the midfield and I think that this is something we do lack yeah these guys can fire the goals and then, but they don't have a sort of thing where they're gonna bag like say say two goals every every game whatever and I think that would also help if we get two or the odd hat-trick from somebody in midfield yeah. just also help, you know, because I think Arsenal really sold themselves short where they didn't take that option of getting at least a loan forward. And I mean, yeah. I, I, what also boggles the mind is like, when you see people like um, Jovic that we wanted to take on loan, and he, you know, he didn't want to go and, whatever, and then he ends up not even getting on the Real Madrid bench at times because... Sure. And listen, at least we could have helped to get some sort of form, you know, going into the summer, you know, in the off-season again, when he wants to win his place back at Madrid. But no, I mean, people like, you know, kind of know better. And, and with today's um, press conference of Arteta again, because I mean, he mentioned, I think he already underwent his operation for his knee, which of, of course rolls him out for the season. Uh, now he's talk of Thomas Party with that, that sort of uh, muscle injury that he has in his uh, thigh. It could be also season-ending one because I mean I was oh. kind of keeping my hope up with that. And I mean, when I heard the news now today, when I said it looks really, it looks bad. But I don't know, my heart was like sank another few feet again because it's not like you know what the old say it when it rains it pours or something like that. Because I mean, you really want because look, we're gonna need now everybody, even now the squad players, yeah. to 
not only pull their weight, but they're going to have to hit the ground running. And I mean, for me, that is where some, a lot of people sometimes think oh, I'm, I'm uh, kind of exaggerating the, the point, but that is where I find Arteta needs to use his subs better because then at least you're giving, say, people like, say, Al Nene or Lakonga some game time in their legs. But I mean, you're like, going to drop them again in, into the cold because they haven't had, say, game time for ages since the, you know, the games are few and far between for us. And now it's almost like you're going to have to go full tilt, 90, you know, full tilt, 90 minutes against like a, a top opposition. And then you and I, or not you and I, but I mean, you and I and Chandler are, are going to be pissed off by the likes of Al Nini or yeah. whoever it might be because they can't be, they're not doing a job and we're going to want to know why they're not doing the job, you know? So, yeah. you know, it's, yeah, it's yeah, you, you're looking fantastic in, in, in um, you know, training matches or t- little clips that you're putting online with, with the team and that. But it comes down to, you know, the, the, the meat and drink of it comes down on that pitch. Yeah. Things get decided right there. It's totally different. There's that the dummies on the pitch and they can't tackle you and that and, and close yeah. down. And, and, and one of the bad habits I've noticed of Arsenal, especially in a game like this, and for me it was actually sickening in a way hearing when Vieira said um, the post, uh, post-match uh, press conference when he said, this match they were preparing about that whole international break for. Because he said what they noticed was, because they were like, you know, the journalists were kind of pushing out information by him about their planning. And, and he said he saw that that um, they liked taking that extra time on, on, on the ball when they're playing it out from the back. So he saw to it that their players pressed way faster. They also noticed, they said, um, in midfield, they knew uh, people like Odegaard, uh, Xhaka and, and Party. they like taking that extra few touches, even though, you know, they, they'll play the ball through the line, and they, but they like that few touches. And they, they said, almost like, he told the uh, likes of Gallagher and them to close them down to the point where Instead of taking that, that you know, all three touches, they were forced to play a pass, like with a one-touch pass. That's why you saw so many passes go astray in our midfield. Yeah. No, I understand that. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I always like it, you mentioned with that, um, where, they, where the players wait till the balls when they toes you. You've been hopping on it. You know, every time when I watch the player and I see something like that, I just think of that line of you. It's like, you know, why the hell are they waiting till the players on their toes and they try to pass the ball? Yeah, and they start even their feet to... get meddled up. Some... Yeah. They're yeah, even but... not getting closed down very closely as well. Because, I mean, like, you know, it kind of opens your eyes to a whole different type of thing. When, when you watch, uh, like the other day when I was watching Real Madrid playing Chelsea, Chelsea were trying to play the same way Palace did against us, you know, fast press. And uh, Real Madrid were not giving them that, that even that sniff because they were like slicking, you know, flicking the balls through the line. They, so quick, Chelsea could not get the ball at, at any point, really. And that's why they was like just over uh, overpower them and, uh, you know, just with sheer, you know, pressure destroying them. And I think that is where we, we want to play with a swagger, but we don't have that sort of players that have that sort of footwork yet. Because I think yeah. that is, because for me, Ben White, yeah, you want to do it, do it. But also, you must also kind of respect your opponent. Also, you can't just do that if you're going to get caught on the ball every time. Because then you're going to, you know, make to be look, look like a clown. And... Yeah, 100% agree with you. So, we move our attention now to the game tomorrow afternoon. Arsenal versus Brighton, 5th versus 13th. Uh, for me, lots of wrongs need to be made right come tomorrow. I mean, especially now it's our own game. Um I th- look, uh, I know people are very, you know, on the line with regards to Tavares, but I, I still think 
you know, he's never really now had a good run. You know, we, we, a run of games, I should say. And I think this is almost like the time now to give him now, almost like for like redemption, where he can, he can play again. I mean, he's going to have the home fans also, you know, fully behind him. Yeah. And, and also, I was thinking like with regards to the game, uh, look, Brighton as a team, they've lost like I think four out of the last five and drew one. But I mean, they, they team also, they, they are difficult. They, I mean, I don't know, there's something about yeah. it that reminds me a lot of Burnley. Burnley find themselves, you know, at the, in the bottom three. But I mean, they, they still make life so tough for you. And I mean, they are the sort of team that can also like derail, uh, say, a title charge or a top four charge, a top six charge. They are, they are the sort of team that can do that. And I mean, if you look at these sort of players that they have, I mean, uh, the key players, Cucurella at left back, then he got to yeah. shoot at Dowding mid. I mean, uh, uh, the other key player also is Adam Webster, but I mean, he's out injured. And I mean, look, they, they can bang goals with ease. I mean, Mopai, uh, that McAllister, that Argentinian guy, and then Trossard is also chipping in with goals from midfield. So, I mean, I think we will have our work cut out in, in this game, but I, I really hope that we can be more clinical and almost like put them really to the sword. Um, you know the way we used to say, when you see, when you kind of beat United, like when United was still a, a form team, they they normally would, like the very next team that they play against, they would almost like make an example of you, that, you know, after they humiliated yeah. them again. And I feel this is the way Arsenal can actually vent everything out on Brighton for tomorrow. My, my biggest fear is just not having a Gallic party in the midfield to pass yeah. the midfield. But, you know, the Congo did come on and make a difference. So let's see, you know, maybe he's waiting for an opportunity now and can come like a new player or Al Neni as well. But maybe a guy like Al Neni and Shaka, you know, can maybe allow Smith, I mean, Odegaard to venture much more forward and maybe get involved more in the game. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a bit disappointing at all that Pepe you know, is not coming to the party at the moment. I know he was in away in international break or yeah, but he wasn't. He's, he's also ill at the moment because uh, he has. Yeah. Not COVID, but he's like almost like taken ill the same way. Uh, Martinelli had that, that bug in that uh, pre or Villa game, something like that. Oh. Just ill. So I don't know, it's going to be a tough issue to also with the, with the left back situation because I heard also Arsenal have you know like brought one of the under twenty three left backs, uh, you know, to train with the squad. And I mean, it, it looks like quite a young squad in general because I saw uh, in the clip that was put out today. Uh, Patino is also around the. I mean, of course, look, the squad is about 18 or 19 or 20 on the match day. And then also Aziz is also training with the team. But I, I, I still think Arsenal need to, you know, look, if things don't work out with Tavares, then have that, that you know, that under 23 left back, uh, that kind of training or give him a sort of chance or a little cameo or something. Just to let that guy also maybe get the feel of things because there's no use going to hold back and you're going to have to, you know, throw in a. a like say someone like Cedric, we're gonna to have to put the right foot there as a left back, which is gonna be difficult to get the first time crosses in. And you also don't wanna take Xhaka, where he's now doing well for us in, in midfield, and you wanna take him and plug him again at, at left back, emergency left back. I just think that the Arsenal need to get the three points tomorrow. You know, whether it's Hukuba Kruk, you know, it's not about the performances now anymore. I think it's about making I mean, you know, like you said, if, if you get put away two chances, you know, two nil down at the Emirates Stadium. Brighton is not going to be, yeah. you know, they're not. Look, they did come back 2 0 down against, I think, Liverpool. They made it 2 all at, at Anfield, but, you know, I think they were put more in form at that time. So 
you just got to hope that Arsenal can put them to the sword very early on and don't cause us, you know, these headaches. I mean, I, do, I, I can tell you one thing. I don't want the Arsenal to concede first and then, yeah. you know, watch the game biting nails, hoping to equalise. And look, they, the last few years, they do make life, you know, quite difficult yeah. for us, even at home games. Because I remember that, that game, I think it was a few game, a few years ago, where, you know, they all, like, really turned over everything. Where that, uh, what's this guy, Solly March, he ends up, yeah. with, you know, drawing in tackles from, what was it, Jaco, and he ends up giving a penalty away. And, and you know, they, 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 it was like a real pain in the ass, if you can put it like that. But yeah. Graham Potter really has him, you know, fine tuned, I must say. I mean, they're not having, like, say, a, a overwhelming season. But I think they will also, you know, the point that you know just brought up with, you know, getting, like, say, quick fire two goals against them. I think they will also be down to a, a thing like, what the, you know, what they call normally self-preservation, where they will think, look, we've got CD2, we're probably not going to get, say, something out of it. So, see that we keep it, you know, keep it respectable so that we don't, you know, say, ship, say, four or five goals and we tank further down the league or something. Yeah. 100% agree with that. So do you have any other points to say before you know? No, no, I, I think it was just, I mentioned it in between, you know, that whole thing with Spurs and us battling for top four. So I actually mentioned it before the end, actually. Yeah. So I'll also just take my time now to give Aiden a big birthday wish from <laughs> Germany. Hope you have an awesome day, but uh, take care. Enjoy the weekend. Bye. Thanks, guys. And uh, yeah, hopefully we get the three points. Yeah. Cheers.